Hey, ho, ho, ho. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk. Uh, this is the uh, the Christmas episode. Uh, no quiz this year, but uh, we'll have lots of larks and fun and whatever. And you get to see me wearing the traditional Christmas hat, which now has its pride of place in the storeroom on a hook because of them in many, many previous years I've been scrabbling around looking for it. And it's a bit like one of the... You don't want to be... Uh, when you fly and you're doing an overnight flight, You don't, it's like buying those kind of neck cushions that you think will help you sleep. I don't want to end up with a room full of, uh, you know, just Christmas hats because I keep forgetting where the last one is. But anyway, that's uh, that's <laughs> that's what I was trying to get at. Anyway, I, I'm not actually drinking this this week, um, but um, I may drink afterwards. Uh, this is a music technology podcast. We're talking about all things to do with uh, music tech, synthesizers, drum machines, software, live production, live performance, studio stuff. Um, you know, all the kind of things that go around and around um, music production, music technology and music performance, I suppose, would be the thing to say. And I want to say thank you very much to our friends uh, in the chat. Nice to see you all there. It's a fulsome chat room. Take a drink if you're playing the bingo. That's one of the key words. I think it's like a trigger word. It's the opposite of a safe word. It's a, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a bingo drink word. Uh, anyway, uh, nice to see uh, Neil Wharton, uh, Jewel Tricks, uh, uh, Wagyu, of course. Thank you very much for your continued um, work on the moderation and all the back end stuff. Hope you're uh, well over where you are and the snow isn't uh, isn't falling too thickly um, in mainland Europe it's not um, so yes indeed and uh, Christmas greetings to you all as well uh, seasons or you know it's not not everybody celebrates Christmas it's holidays so we got a fulsome panel uh, very nice to see uh, let's start uh, with uh, uh, Robin Vincent who's there uh, molten music tech uh, in the elf shed um, I'm disappointed you haven't got the tinsel up uh, even the even the sparkly I'm, I'm, well there's a green flashing light behind you I suppose there's some effort at Christmas display I've got a little bit of Christmas <laughs> lightage behind me as a sort of Christmassy. Well, actually, that's not. That's more like '80s video colours, isn't it? But hey ho, uh, how yeah, are you? Robin? I tried. I'm all right. It yeah. was on purpose. I did put the lights on, you know, on Excellent. purpose as a nod, nod to something, and then shifted it because I usually sit right in front of all of it, so you can never see it. But ah. I actually purposefully moved it today. See, that's how oh, prepared well, I am. Thank you. And I had nice time work. to pour a beer, which is probably more important at this state. Is it four o'clock in the afternoon? Somewhere it's it's it the, the sun is over the yard arm somewhere, um, um you know so that's fine. Uh, so Robin is not the designated driver today. Um, I think uh, <laughs> we were discussing this pre-show, in which case uh, I think it was either myself because I'm not drinking or uh, maybe Yoad. I don't know where the Paulie is. We'll get to them in a minute. Uh, Yoad, of course, you're just oh you've gone for the full Christmas lights. <laughs> Yoad Nevo's in his Christmas studio. Have you recorded any Christmas hits or mixed any Christmas hits this year? Do you feel I haven't done so this year, and nor any time that I can remember. Nor any time. That sounds like an expert witness statement. <laughs> Several years or longer than that, yeah. And uh, oh, I'm doing wow. fine without it, actually, to be honest. You got what? I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I would be curious. What would sleigh bells sound like in Atmos? Uh, uh, that could be quite a, ch you know, maybe you could just do a sort of uh, Atmos reindeer flyby or something like that. You know, Santa going past or something, something equally Christmassy. Yeah, that or sounds not. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so enthusiastic about that prospect. Uh, maybe we can, maybe we, I can commission it for next year. I'll script it and everything, and provide the. Uh, no, I'm the just thinking. Halves. A reindeer flying by, and you're standing 
under it, it may not be the best experience. But uh. oh, okay. Well, you could be lying, doing a snow angel, and then it would be over. Your, you know, I don't know. There's all sorts of yeah. p- potential. We could, uh, yeah. Best listen to lying on your back in the snow would be the the listening notes for that possibly. Anyway, Something lovely like to that, have yeah. you, Ad. Uh, lovely to have you. Are you getting a bit of a break over Christmas? Do you, you traditionally take time off? I am. You, I am, yes. Yeah, I'll get... Yeah. Not, so not until the, last, the very last moment, of course, but uh, I am, yeah. Yeah. Some people use the very last minute uh, uh, sort of downtime to, to actually get work done, but uh, I'm going to take some time off. The office is closed. I should mention, actually, on the... Boxing Day, the 26th, we have uh, an interview queued up, sort of Sonic Talk special with Con Rasso. I may have mentioned this before, uh, uh, um, who's a streaming expert uh, in terms of, you know, along the lines of Spotify and all that sort of technology. Quite an interesting sort of behind the scenes uh, view of how that all works. And then on the 2nd of January, we've got... uh, uh, Jessica Powell of Audio Shake AI, uh, who we, we talked about that service last week. Uh, it's quite impressive, actually. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, coming up, I should probably just do a bit of that before I get to our final guest because it'll be worth the waste, the wait. Um, let the me waste. see. Oh yeah, don't forget, don't forget uh, VPS Avenger Two review by Tim. Uh, there's also Boss Beer, a uh, Boss RV Two Hundred, um, five minutes with from Paulie, and don't forget also you get the chance to win a uh, Osmo. That's going pretty good. The Osmos uh, Bitly slash Sonic Osmos twenty three is the will take you to the form. Uh, you don't. It's a prize draw. So that, yeah, we've actually got an Osmos to win. So and I think that's pretty cool. Um, anyway, that's it. Back to now our final guest, Paulie Bow, who's there Hello. in full Christmas mode. Hello. Oh, nice bit of ring mod in there as well. I like that, Paul. Nice, you know nice me, work. ring mod. So um, the reason you're fully Christmased up, apart from obviously the Christmas show, but you're doing a, uh, you said you've been mentioning about this for a little while, you're going to do a live stream. I'm going to pose. I am. I've been, thr- I've been threatening it for a while, basically. Um, essentially, what we do every year is we play a bunch of um, um, <clears throat> carols and christmas songs for our service users and it's really Ah, really nice and um we have to practice them anyway so my friend's coming over later and she's going to do some singing um and i just thought well why don't we just live stream it for the hell of it because there's probably a bunch of people out there in internet land who are also you know perhaps not who haven't had enough of christmas <laughs> who haven't had enough of christmas who maybe Yet. you know don't don't have the kind of uh, chance to to do something yeah. social so just spreading a bit of cheesy christmas cheer but that's that's you know, lovely what that's a lovely a, idea that's the thing yeah definitely so uh, um that's at six o'clock isn't it this evening so uh, that'll be a live at stream six at six six p- yeah excellent we'll and of well. course well, if you go for traditional carols, then most of that's going to be out of copyright, so you'll be absolutely fine. It's the more contemporary stuff that might prove sure. uh, more challenging. I don't think they do real-time censorship. They just don't let you monetize it, which, uh, you know, that's fine, isn't it, I'm sure. That makes sense. But I've got Excellent. to say, you know, some of my cover versions on YouTube 
I don't know whether they're in it because they're in a different BPM or because I'm just very obscure still at this point in my career. But um, <laughs> they haven't come knocking yet. Do you know what I mean? You know, like I imagine Chris Chris Isaac from a Wicked Game cover would have been like knocking on the door, going, you know, Oi. give me some cash. But Oi Santa, Oi Bo. No. <laughs> that's funny well th you could take that two ways couldn't you you could take it that like you've kind of like you're sneaking under the radar and uh, and being sort yeah. of slightly sort of strategic or it sounds absolutely nothing like it's not in which case well it doesn't it's a yeah, but it, but yeah, it's but a it, different it's, tempo it's, different yeah but different it's totally recognizable I mean, if YouTube, yes. if YouTube copyright machine can can wipe out a, a filter sweep, for goodness sake, then I'm yes, sure. Yes, I know. Yeah, it's it's. Been, we've all had that. I don't know, Robin. Have you ever had a filter sleep, a, a, a copyright strike on a filter sweep? No, I haven't actually. I am aware oh. of it being a thing that does happen to people, but that's not been my experience. I've only had a, a very few. I did get really angsty about it at one point and would then go back in and chop that bit out and it's like youtube has that button where you can silence it but it's like silences minutes on either side or yeah. uh, it trims out bits that don't make any sense at all so no but oh, i haven't, I haven't had tried that any copyrights for a long time long time no i think the last i'm trying to think the last, probably the last i don't know yeah i think the last time was um what one of Matt's songs because <laughs> we did a video about him and then his own song triggered a copyright strike which is kind of it's all a bit meta isn't it that sort of thing oh I think I've lost my light let me just plug in I've got to uh, got to re-power re up um, what was the other thing I was going to mention oh it's completely gone what is the singer Paulie that you've got coming over is uh, are they one of the people that uh, was on your uh, excellent recent track Failure yes by any chance ah well that'll be a treat thanks Thanks for doing my plugging for me, Nick. You're welcome. We I still, I still the, think track of the year for me. If I'm honest, that, that was a, well, a, a great you. piece of work. The, um, okay, um, yeah, it's the the alto, the alto in that track. The soprano couldn't make it, unfortunately, but uh, okay. Nice. Well, that <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. So from six o'clock, if you're into a bit of Christmas carolage and just want to hang out with some more people and a good reason to eat uh, Christmas uh, or any Christmas fare, I think Wagyu, uh, oh, let's have a look. I think Wagyu may have just uh, done 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 them very nice. I'm trying to f see if it will show up. It's pretty weird, this thing where it's, I'm supposed to press a super sticker, but it's not actually showed up. Uh, thank you, Wagyu, for the super sticker. Very, very kind of you. Um, uh, but... The mechanics has just decided to, <laughs> to leave me blank. There are topics um, this week. Uh, I'm trying to think what on earth they are, <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll get we'll get to them. Oh yeah, okay. Well, this is quite apt. So we'll start with this one, and I think I've actually got a video for this, so it'll probably be all right. My name is Aaron Hearn. I'm an artist and designer originally from Western Australia, now residing in Berlin in Germany. Back in 2014, I built a small-scale model of my favorite turntable, a Technics 1200. A friend saw this and said, look, you've got to make instructions to, for other people to build this. It took a lot of time and effort to figure out how to do that. But once it was done, it was quite a success, and I went on to create some of my other favorite pieces of equipment. This is really good fun, and also uh, this this was uh, on CDM uh, Create Digital Music. Peter Kern's excellent website. It did a, a Neve. Uh, is it? So is it a fifty eighty eight? Is that the right 
term. I'm just looking for the the thing. I, th I thought I had it somewhere, but I think I've actually uh, le yeah Lego sets of obscure pieces of equipment. And he's actually uh, this guy called uh, Newmode. Newmode.net is the place to get them. They're all sold out because I immediately went over and thought, oh, that would be fun. Maybe I could get it for somebody. I don't know someone who's got an original Neve, like Yoad Nevo. Uh, did you buy one of the one of those? It would look really cool, sort of very meta. With what I know, yours isn't a fifty um, a later series, but it's it's probably a classic, right? No, that's a, that's a, Lego, a vintage one from, you a Lego from 81, person? before ah. Lego was invented. No, I'm joking, but uh, <laughs> uh, I used to be a Lego person, yeah, of course. Uh, but I and I and I was trying to sell it to my my daughter, but she didn't really it didn't really catch on with her. She's into right. other stuff. Uh, I mean, when she was more kind of younger, of Lego age. <laughs> Of Lego age, yeah, I think. Oh, it's, uh, sorry, I thought you meant selling the Neve desk to your daughter. I thought you know. Oh yes, yeah, that's a massive. This is what Daddy wants for Christmas. That's a good idea. Um, but uh, no, I mean it is kind of modular, and uh, I managed to. The the nice thing about those old Neves is they're built into, I don't know if you can see it, but each bucket is actually a 19 inch um, width. So actually, in fact, each bucket and on the back they have rails. So it's kind of, and, and here, so it's all kind of rack units uh, and it's, and it fits 12 channels in each bucket. And I have five of them here, plus the master channel. Um, so I, it's kind of fairly easy to 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 modify it and to add, to stick yeah. other stuff, as you can see. Uh, like the I don't know, you, you can't see it, but I have the mini log. Do you remember, Nick? That yeah, we, you, I you, you, put that, you put that in there. Measurements and I, the mini log XD, which sits just here, which is it fits like a glove, which is great. Um, so it's kind of Lego-ish, you can say. Um, Just not, yeah. I, I suppose I see what you mean. I, th I think this is about two hundred bucks. He's done a whole series of them. there was a the, the the Sennheiser mic, and I get I don't. And this one is officially endorsed, so uh, I think he did an original one. That, so they're at the third. They've done three editions of this, and they're all sold out. Two hundred bucks each. I mean, that's not an insignificant amount of money. And I suppose if you like Lego, the or if you like modular, then the chances are you're probably going to be into Lego. Uh, uh, oh, you've got, have you got a natural? Oh yeah, teenage engineering. Sort of, they've got the, it's like the Clark, uh, not, is it Clark Technic, Fisher Technic? What's the stuff that they, those little things what? that you get for. Fisher well, Price. Know, oh yeah, Technic Fisher, Lego, you mean? Yeah, te yeah te te Technic Yeah, the Technic Lego. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. probably the most expensive Lego you can ever, one can ever buy. Anything yeah, to do with is, teenage yeah. engineering. Yeah, I, well, that's true. I, I, we've had this conversation fairly recently about the, uh, the, the, how am I going to put this? The uh, 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 whether or not it's any good, but it's improved in <laughs> further revisions to my previous. So I, I just want to r uh, run that out there. Uh, yeah, I, well, I used to make loads of stuff out of Lego. I mostly uh, things that would uh, fire stuff at things. I made an amazing Lego crossbow that would fire the uh, 
the rails, you know, you could get the train Lego train rails, which were long, thin pieces of plastic, would fire it through multiple layers of cardboard box and probably wow. um, anything, uh, any other organic matter. So I'm glad I didn't go any further. I get the feeling, Robin, you mm. have uh, you have a massive collection of Lego in a cupboard somewhere I that you you and your family have been through yeah. and perhaps is yeah. somewhat neglected, but you can't face getting rid of or, or indeed sorting it out. This this is true. In fact, half our kitchen is still covered in a mishmash of well. There's lots of friends Lego when my my daughter got into it, but then we also uh, well Lego friends. Funnily enough, and the Friends TV studio set, which my wife has, uh, which is built oh my there. But but with lots of these, well, lots of these things. When you when I had a look at the the link to the Neve thing, it's like well, people are doing this all the time. There's like countless websites where you can get custom Lego bricks built and designs made and instructions written you've just got to splash a little bit of cash i mean this is a minifigure that one of my kids got made of me you know oh, it's not nice. generally available from lego you can just order these sorts of things up so there's there's lots of scope for that if you go to something like brick mock and mock uh my own creation moc or where did i get all my stuff from for the teenage engineers so i bought a whole load of individual parts for the for the teenage engineering synth so i could like pretty it up and stuff like that add extra knobs to it and i got that from rebrick i think it was something something like that but there's a lot of that stuff about are they, so th I, are they like I, do they, do they like three three yeah. d print them for you is that how it works i mean because uh, well you it, it depends some companies will supply uh um authentic lego bricks so they've got a gazillion bricks you sending your design which you've probably made in their 3d creator lego thing program and then they will send you all the parts for it and even print up instructions for it but that that requires you to give them a little bit of incentive to do that um, but lots of people lots of people certainly do then getting if you want to get stuff printed on them i think that's a whole other level like they have done with the yeah. new thing but it is yeah, totally totally doable out there yes yeah. nice. That's great. That's great. I don't know, um, uh, Paulie. Are you? Are you? Yes. Um, I saw a, 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 a thing that you made for your la your your son, uh, who would, which was a sequence, uh, like a, almost a modular series of switches and lights and stuff. And I just thought that's lights genius because obviously like it's getting them in, getting them into kind of flicking, you know, well, basically synthesis from panels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. Are you a Lego yeah, person? No, definitely. Oh, I definitely was. Um, <clears throat> I was in the Lego club. And somewhere, oh. I, I don't know where it is. It's in it's in a random uh, random box. I've got a gold Lego club badge, which I thought this is going to be worth a fortune. But then I looked on eBay and they're selling them for three quid. So I was like, okay, oh. this isn't a priceless heirloom. Never mind. But um, I, I absolutely love Lego. And for years and years... Christmas to me was new Lego day, essentially. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. So I had, That's... you know, all of the police stuff. I had the fire. Um, I had a fire boat randomly. I didn't have a fire engine in my Lego town. So if you had like a, a fire in your house, you were no good. But if you had a fire at the port, I was fine. You know, we might have to yeah, like your barge. over several buildings. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, take the barge and shoot over several buildings to put the fire to put the fire nice. out. But yeah. But I'm on a couple of groups actually. Um I find that if I join a lot of non threatening groups, then my Facebook feed is a lot more chill. Do you know what I mean? Good and, yeah, and what a great idea. 
<laughs> Wise <laughs> words. Kind of spi- the kind of spiky political stuff is kind of dished out a bit more equally. And there's this oh, one that's... group called Lego Classic Space. Completely innocuous, but they are absolutely obsessive. The you think right. us us people are bad with like synthesizers and stuff. <laughs> They'll they want to make full sets of all the colours of spacemen and they didn't make them in certain colours, so they're having to nick bits from sets, you know, and stuff like that to Oh to, my. um I know. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's getting that's that get- is that is I think it's a green spaceman. You can't actually just buy a green spaceman, so you have to get all these different parts and an, an air tank from a random scuba diver set, you know, and stuff like wow. that. So <laughs> I think it, I think it's quite fun. But the other thing I wanted to mention was Lego Ideas, which is a, a website where people pitch to Lego um, ah. new ideas to make. And then Lego commissions them. And um, I was a bit gutted, actually, because someone had done an amazing Thunderbird 2 Lego set. You know that where the thing came down and the little Thunderbird 4 submarine came out? I was like, that's bound to get, you know, picked. But unfortunately, it wasn't. So, yeah, sometimes sometimes you don't win, I guess, in life. It's funny, it might be licensing. I know that things like Star Trek is all licensed to mega blocks or mega bricks or something which is very well, yeah. similar but not the same yeah well they are they, i mean they're very specific there's, uh, there's a few very yeah there are i'm sure there are a few uh, i just want to post this one uh, nice to see jim uh, from ear monkey music nice to see you mate is uh mike got my four-year-old granddaughter into lego she loves it merry christmas always lego for me i think what i used to do was uh i used to go to a lot of jumble sales when i was a kid so i would pick up lots of just massive bags of lego that were just yeah. sort of random i never don't think i ever bought anything new um i might have bought small things that i knew kind of had a few uh, bits and pieces but um yeah so but i guess were you experimenting with sort of, I say, were, were you experimenting with sort of random diseases? Was was that what that was for? You know, you, you bring <laughs> no, them into I, the lab, you put them in a petri dish, and then just watch it grow. You know, no, I don't think so. I, I, and, I, I, I'm fine, thank you. In. Are you a bit of a germaphobe? There is that what you're trying to <laughs> trying to let us know about your personality trait? Or I I don't know. I think germs in the 70s were very different to the way they are now. They're just you know much much more they're much less diverse, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, and the other one was uh, obviously um, that Dave Spears has that great story uh, where uh, they got into. He did used to do lots of Playmobil animation with his daughter Freya, and they bought a giant, you know, a full. Uh, a spaceman uh, Playmobil that's in the lockup somewhere, and so he's around. I think he had a name, I can't remember. But the other story is, um, did there was a shortage of certain that the, there was a, a a freight ship that went down off the coast of somewhere, and uh, it went down with something like six million Lego parts in it, and a lot of these were the what the one one uh, strata of designs so they've become extremely yeah. rare but they because they are completely non-biodegradable they keep sort of washing up in like in bits <laughs> so if you walk along the right beach when the tides are the right you can sort of find i think there's sort of dragons and stuff in there so so all these little bits and so there's a, there's a whole <laughs> ecosystem around that as well so but yeah this is lovely i mean i like the idea of this i mean more of that you know it's it's totally harmless and i can't and i don't know two quid a pop i mean and it's great that um 
new mo is it new mode i've forgotten what his name was now is it it was new mode wasn't it is making uh 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 yes new newmode.net is is making them and he's got a kind of business out of it and he builds and does mm. cad drawings for all of the you know just like proper sort of like lego um uh diagrams of how to put them together they are quite fiddly they're lots of little i mean when i was a lad it was just the one was the smallest unit of currency of lego and now they're even you know now it's it's kind of like a one but with no 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 height at all i mean it's just yeah ne never fun to step on though um right well that 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 was a a rich seam of uh, <laughs> of of time eaten up there um i suppose really also we're getting towards we're getting towards the end of the year you know we've got uh and it, it's sort of well actually if i if i press the button then i suppose um something will happen and then we can sort of introduce the notion of these lists uh rebub obviously do loads of them uh, that's not the one is it that's the one we want yeah uh i think that's is that the right one it looks like yeah it's the reverb gear of the year awards as uh, lots and lots of uh listings and as we always say they always release these oops that's all right that's the do you want to join our mailing list these always come out and we always wonder what some of the the reasons why some of these uh, things are top or you know lower in in the charts as ever i think for the fifth consecutive year <laughs> the teenage engineering op1 is top of the charts and we can't figure out whether that's because there are lots of disappointed punters or you can only mm. face it for so long or they're making so many of them that people are buying op fields i mean it's a it's a high i think they do sell quite a considerably amount of them we try we can't figure out we don't quite know what this actually signifies but uh number one is teenage engineering op1 not the field so that must be people selling it to maybe fund a field i'm, I'm guessing maybe something like that uh number two is sp404 mark ii which is quite a new unit i think relatively new uh dig attacked as uh, three microfique is four and these these are interesting i mean reading into this i can understand why my, my one might sell a dig attacked after spending some time with it, if one wasn't of the patient, you know, couldn't be bothered to kind of get into the power that it has under the hood and, you know, learn it and become fluent in it, you might think, oh, I'm just going to move it on. I want something. I just press the buttons. But the Microfreak, you know, is number four. And the Microfreak is an incredibly well-selling uh, instrument. When we talked about the firmware last week, oh, that was a mini freak, wasn't it? But I mean, nonetheless, it's that probably is selling because why would you buy a Microfreak and sell it on? It doesn't seem right. It's it's an interesting set of um, set of figures. I mean, do you read anything out of this, Paulie? Have you got any kind of any any theories or uh, uh, insight sure. or a Christmas anecdote? Uh, <laughs> could it be the <laughs> Could it be the kind of thing, well, yeah, Christmas, that time of year where, where kids and teenagers and people have bought things like, you know, a jujitsu set or a, or a chopper bike or a guitar and then they use or, it for yeah. like two days and it gets thrown in the, uh, the cupboard. So potentially some people are buying the Micro Freak as a bit of a first gateway drug into synthesis and then going, yeah, actually, very good choice, I'm not really, really into this. Not oh, really into okay. this. I'm going to sell it on because it's not for everyone, is it? As much I as suppose. we love synths, they're not. They're not for everyone. <laughs> Takes no, a certain it, brain to really. It, it reminds me. It reminds me. A little, it's a bit like the uh, the electroharmonics electroharmonics micro synth or the wasp for the current era, isn't yes. it? It was supposed to be an affordable kind of. Except the electroharmonics yes. micro synth was made out love of cardboard. Wasp. I think wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with like a cardboard front on it. 
Um, <coughs> but yes, so um, I wanted to mention a couple of bits of, of gear that I've liked from this year. One is... Yeah, go ahead. The One is the RYK Vector Wave, which got me back into modular after saying mm. I'd never get back into modular. <laughs> I just got reeled back in with the... I think it's anything with a lovely kind of black and red retro screen on it, you know, that, that yeah. has kind of like pixels and dots. It just gets me. I'm like, oh, that'll look nice in the studio. Um, and also the other thing I wanted to mention was a couple of things that I'm looking forward to for next year in in synths and uh i think um am synths have got a couple of project projects coming out um next year which are quite exciting they've done like a a system 100 clone called the diode one and they've done this 8-bit wavetable oscillator as well so there's sort of a lot of exciting kind of oh and i know we don't we don't usually talk about Behringer that much but um mm-hmm. I really really want to get my hands on their new COBOL expander I yeah me too actually a, oh yeah it's a me synth too. that's there we go <laughs> it's a synth that's kind of come out this year to a few people but it's not actually been released to buy on like Toman or something until May I think but um, uh. I'm really excited with that kind of semi-modular patchability. Um, I think it's going to be a winner, really. I do um, hope so. So I'm excited yeah. with some of these clones. You know, they really, yeah, they really I, I, excite I agree. Me. I think the um, the one about the Cobol is it's so it's so unusual, and I I think I reviewed a, a yes. piece of software, and I, I it made me, and it was one I've told this story before, where it's, it was one of those software releases that was a, a one a, a, another sort of plateau of uh, DSP technology and it, it leapt ahead again and the, the continually morphing oscillators, the sound of morphing between those waves is amazing and if they've got anywhere near what that has, it'll be really yes. fascinating I think, yeah. I know, Yoad, is there anything in there, there that, uh, that I mean, I guess this is the thing because it was going to be another question which was, you know, what's your, what's your favourite thing of the year? So, I mean either the list or your favourite thing of the year uh, is, e- e- answer either or both. <laughs> Uh, for me, it was uh, guitars, more like guitars right. this year, um, and software like and plugins. Um, right. I got the audio modern loop mix, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of it's a six channel, and it lets you drag um, loops onto oh, it. Is it the- is it the four tracky type thing? Is that that one? No, 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 no. no it's a it's, uh, it's it basically it has six channels and it uh, six layers, and you 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 throw loops onto it, and it uh, obviously syncs them and time stretches them and all that. So they're all they all play in sync, and then it does a lot of randomiz- randomization of the the kind of the bits out of which loop which is going to play and then the pitch and the kind of stutter or repetition and uh, and volume and reverse and things like that so so you get 
um, it's very, very creative. And uh, I like it. it. It can be very, it can become very chaotic, like very quickly. But uh, if you use it in, in and, and they have quite a few uh, products which are based on that sort of platform, which is like controlled randomization, which I mm. really like. They have a drum machine beat three or something, um, which I think I'm going to get as well works on the same principle where you can randomize a lot of elements. So you, you have different pages. One is the arrange, so where anything would play, and then the um, other parameters like pitch and volume and pen and, and things like that. And you can lock and you can, it's very, very clever because you can, uh, then you can populate two octaves of your keyboard with randomized presets so you can trigger them live and you can lock the ones you like and regenerate and move them about so it's a very very creative platform and uh yeah so Is I'm, it play I'm play that. beat i'm just looking at that now i'll post that play link in three. the show um Oops. very clever very clever stuff i really like it really like their, their product yeah and is there, um, uh, uh, I suppose the other question could be, is there anything that you thought you'd like, but you've sold? I don't know if you're the sort of person that sells things and moves them on if you've got... I, I, um, I did sell some guitars in order to make room for more guitars, but I've stopped <laughs> doing that now. Um, <laughs> the group's helping a lot. Is it the uh, the, the, the weekly uh, <laughs> GG yes. meetings, I think they call them, yeah. The thing is that I, I, I love all my guitars so much. And um, Melissa, my, my partner, is always, uh, <laughs> you know, every time I grab a guitar and I play a little bit and I say, wow, this is a really, really good guitar. And then the, the next day I would pick another one and I would say the same thing. And she, she, it makes her laugh. But uh, it, it's true. Each guitar is like, I don't know. Yeah. They're amazing. They're amazing. And I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point right now that I can't separate from, from any one of them. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, at the same time, so no, you're I not you're not, not selling anything anymore, right? But yeah, okay. I'm well, I, I think it's down. Yeah. I, I I must admit. I mean, I don't think I've. I think we sold a few things. Uh, some old clear that some old tat, and uh, <laughs> um, uh, Chris Midiera very kindly came down uh, um, during the summer and helped us clear out uh, one of the rooms because the problem is we've got all these rooms full of boxes and everything, and it's just because it, lots of things sort of hang around and then they go back and then they. Yeah, it's, uh, but I, I don't know. Well, Robin, what about, uh, have you got any thoughts on the gear list? I mean, it's usual suspects, really, isn't it? It seems to be. It is. It's quite like desktop stuff, effectively. Yeah, I mean, if you follow the link through, they do split it up a little bit. So under the, the best-selling new, as opposed to a mix of new and uh, secondhand. But the, so the, under the new, new list, um, the new Teenage Engineering uh, knockout calculator thingy is number nine. I mean, that's only been out, what, two weeks? So it's not bad yeah. getting in the top 10 of the no. entire year after being only available for a few weeks. True. 
That's just quite amazing. Um, my went down about the bottom. Just, of the how blue, would they? How, I, I, just a quick. How would how would they end up on on reverb though? Because don't they sell them direct? The pit truck operators. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's, a good, that's a good question. Sorry, I, I don't know. But it, it is under best-selling new electronic gear. So, right. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. some of scalps have bought operates. a load and sell and sell them on reverb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, but my my friend, the the Blue Cat Endless Processor, is that there at the bottom as well? And I think it's the only Eurac module on the best-selling new list which is cool. Uh, the other one is the the Busy Circuits, Pamela's New Workout, which, of course, because of the Pamela's New Workout Always. Pro came out. Uh, so they yeah. all got dumped on there, I imagine. It's also funny seeing the maths. I mean, that's got to be 10 years old, and that's still rocking around. Because when you turn up at the gates of Eurorack, they say, oh, do you have a maths? Otherwise, you can't come in. And you go, oh, well, yeah. oh and you I've only got a function. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> Just <got the> one. <laughs> And so, uh, you know, that's inevitably going round and round in circles. And you run out of things to do with it after about, uh, you know, half an hour. And um, so, yeah, set it on. So, yeah, um, it is an interesting, well, it, as you say, it's not a particularly surprising list, but there are a couple of interesting nah. things there. It's nice to see that Yamaha Reface still knocking around, you know. Yeah, well, I bought one of those there's quite good, recently. I know. There's good quality stuff sitting around in this thing. I mean, Elisis SR16. I was, I'm sure I was demonstrating that back in the nineties, you know, at turnkey. How is that still a thing? I don't know. I don't mm. quite understand sometimes. They keep on making what about, them, don't they? They keep making what a, them. They do. What about, what about your, um, uh, your, have you got any pics of the years? Anything that's really, you've just thought that's, that's uh, the thing. That's just the thing. Yeah. The thing I liked the most, I think, um, I haven't had my hands on one, but it's probably the solar 42 from, Elta music, just an amazing okay. mm. landscape of drones and tunes and beauty. Um, it needs a you know. Handful I, I of reviewed the original. Too, I yeah, I read. I read. Oh yeah, the fifty the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think they made it better. I think I like the fifty, but this. this I do I hope so. Kind of. <laughs> they kind of focused I, it I'm, in I, and made it more tuneful. Yeah that's the problem that's the thing i had because you get this thing and you go oh that's amazing that's amazing then you go and have a cup of tea like, right i'll film that section next and you come back and it was different because the tuning was so <laughs> f when you're talking to 50 oscillators the tuning is yeah. so kind of like yeah, oh, uh, and then because when it's like oh which one's gone what's my what's the what's oh, the God, sort yeah. of what what's the kind of fundamental that i tune everything else to it's yeah it was it what was key am i in <laughs> oh yeah so I, i'm I sure if they fixed that ruin in my perceptions though yeah i'm sure they have fixed yeah, that but... absolutely i won't i won't hear about these other other nightmares <laughs> so yeah that that was a good one um i was just sort of checking back through what i did videos on and stuff and there's not a whole lot of stand there's a you know a good a good segment of good stuff uh, it's the standouts yeah. that are quite difficult to, to point out i really like the wrong anchorman anchronym vco uh, um mm. that stayed in my case the entire time it's really nice but then so is the pony vco which is a, a little farty thing from bifaco but it absolutely is on the money you know it's it's a nice little everyday oscillator um enjoying that okay. lot and the la circuits um what the heck is it called it's it's a nice looking looks a bit bookler like just a filter i can't remember its name but i think it's by la circuits but that's just oh, been a right. beautiful thing 
which is uh, I got Gosh. instead of my wasp. It's not a comparison at all to the wasp. It's a completely different uh, thing, more of a ladder filter, I think. Um, but it's really, really nice. So I've enjoyed oh, cool. that also. I think I, I was thinking about this before the show, and I think my pick of the year is probably the Osmos because because of the the amount of um, impact it has when you get your hands on one yeah. to what you can play and what you do creatively. I mean, I know it's not for everybody, and I'm not expecting everybody to to probably a lot of people throwing things at their screens at the moment um, or uh, in the recording if you if you're not watching this live. Um, but it, it, I don't every know, time I, mean, I switch I mean, it on, I'm like. Every time I switch it on, I'm kind of like, oh, I, I did this thing where I just did a little drone and I, I played, I think it was a range of four notes uh, and just sort of with the bending and the, the grace notes and the mm. portamento, you could make something really compelling with the right sound that would hold your interest as a sort of lead uh, motif or whatever, just, just wiggling around on four notes without actually moving your hand around because of the level of expression and the, the different mm. way it plays. I will say... Mm. It is quite a sensitive instrument, and you know we—it's not without its foibles. I mean, I've had to—I've had to update the firmware once because it didn't—it missed a note, and the notes come back now with the new firmware. You know, there's obviously a little bit of teething in there, but I think you know I, I maybe wouldn't buy it if I was about to go on a world tour uh, of stadiums that only wanted to hear the Osmos without a few in the back you know back of the van uh, just in case but uh, you know in terms of just playability and expression it's astonishing and i think i think that lots of people kind of saying about the uh, the fact that you can't edit the sounds but actually i think that's that was never the point it was more to be an instrument um but i suspect that's coming down the line you know they the that will be something that people could do and it's like it'll be one of those things i just want to edit the sounds and then they'll look at it and go well i gave you a dx7 editor but <laughs> you're not using it so what's wrong with you it'll be one of those scenarios because I think it's quite an unfamiliar sort of setup, but it's it's exactly. really good luck. Thing. Good luck with that. Like the the Egan Matrix, which I have here on the Continue Mini, is so powerful, and it, it's something that you really have to get into. And I started kind of taking that journey, um, and I can I can tweak presets, and I can create presets, but it just takes forever. I mean, you can make right. amazing things, uh, create amazing kind of physical modeling and, and stuff and whatever you wish, basically. It's the ultimate modular system, uh, but it is so complicated. And, and uh, so, yeah, good luck with that. I think it's, uh, it's better as a sort of preset player thing. Yeah, it would be nice if it had like a few macros, like you know, release, uh, whatever, turn oh, off the, the effect it, and stuff. They do well. They do. They do. You could do that in the uh, on the Osmos. That's what you have. You have a bunch of macros, so that's entirely you, you can just set it up however you that want that's in the pack. Straight to the point, because uh, yeah. yeah, it's an amazing, amazing engine, but very, very deep, complicated, and. Uh, and it just takes time because you have to actually, you know, do every little thing, every little point, connect this to the output and the input. And there's no, it's not graphic kind of in the sense that you, you stretch wires and leads and, and things like that. It's numbers and equations yeah. and, and things like that. I think so that's... It's, um, that's I think that is that is set to change, and I think so. I think the thing is about I mean, not to bang on about it too much is 
being able to program it so that maybe one of the macros did something other than it does in the patch might be something you want. Mm. It's like, actually, I want this one to do this rather than that. That sort of level of editing, because I think, like you say, building a complex physical instrument in an unfamiliar uh, um, synthesis uh, engine, let alone, you know, even if the GUI is bang on is still hard you know it's not it's, it's unfamiliar it's not something that we all have so you leave it to the experts maybe but give us the opportunity to get in and go actually i'd like to change this that and the other anyway um um let's see where are we now i'll just set, check uh what else have we got um gosh i guess we could uh look at um yeah, what, Moog Rothenberg seems kind of interesting, but it's, it, it, it's, I'll play it and we'll see what everybody thinks. I mean, we've got enough time, so. Moog Rothenberg was a, uh, it's a, it was an instrument, custom instrument, um, I guess specified by, uh, Rothenberg, uh, who was a, he was a kind of musical and mathematical theorist into, interested in pattern perception, and he got Cornell to sort of help visualize an instrument he had an idea well then they they got uh, bob moog to make it for him and they found it and it's this which has got a very strange almost like um well it looks like lego doesn't it but it reminds me a little bit of one of those um uh accordion keyboards which i was trying to find a keyboard of but uh, a picture of but i couldn't find one here it is doing its thing only one in the world i believe so someone will probably be yeah only one in the world for a good reason yeah. yeah well it's <laughs> what i thought was really interesting about this video it's a lovely made video it's great but most of the music bed is clearly not made by <laughs> this at all it's some other music that it, but it's really sneaky because it sort of implies that you might be able to make it and it's not about that at all it's a very uh, it's a very experimental thing and i suppose some elements of those keyboards maybe have they've come into because we've seen isomorphic keyboards we've seen other ones maybe oh. some of that early research and some of those concepts are brought and I'm pretty sure I did a gig with Neil Davidge, who went on to produce um, uh, Teardrop with Massive Attack. Uh, so he got to record Liz Fraser's vocal, which makes him an absolute legend in my my eyes. So anyway, we we went to do a gig in uh, Strasbourg where he was part of the, the the playback kind of crew that we went, and it was massive. There were sort of ten thousand screaming kids, and it was a Twix rebranding effort. Really bizarre gig, and they were all throwing chocolate bars at us on the stage. I mean, I'm not sure. I think that everybody, not just us. And we went on stage, and there was uh, all these keyboards, and everyone got really excited, and we played Re Rebel Woman, which was quite a sort of rebel rebellious track, and we were jumping around. Neil Davidge got absolutely mullered beforehand and was sort of strafing along this keyboard with like, you know, really, really showbizzing it up, not realising that the entire uh, rig that we were playing with was the next band's, not some higher stuff that they'd got for us. Oh, no. And one of those keyboards was, it was like an Ensonic, but it had a weird kind of accordion style keyboard instead of a MIDI one, and I was trying to find an image for it, and I suppose uh, uh, that was just an excuse for me to t tell the anecdote. But this is an interesting thing if you're into experimental stuff. I mean, I, I haven't got time for keyboards that are hard to play because they don't follow any any regular stuff for me. Yeah, I can't. I just I'm, I've got the patience for it. Seems like a curiosity, doesn't it? As much as much as anything else, and, and we yeah. are we are curious and interested in in strange, weird musical things. I suppose. Um, I suppose. I mean, sometimes I don't even tune my oscillators. You know, I'm that rock and roll. Woo so, uh, so this way you could kind of do it on purpose. But I was, I mean, it did fool me into watching the whole video because I was expecting to hear something mm -hmm. at me some too. point. Good. 
So yeah, something you know, good. They did. They did well. They did well. <laughs> there was just a, a little girl at the end playing chopsticks or whatever it was, which I thought, you know, that sort of that was really kind well. of the whole. That was basically the punchline of the entire <laughs> video. A little girl who had actually figured out how to play chopsticks with limited success and then them filming her on their mobile phones going oh, isn't this sweet and it was actually the best part of the concert i suspect <laughs> i know um, experimental experimental musical interfaces they've i mean you've got the hack and um continue mini there so there are some that work and it, it's okay it's not like but sometimes it's a bit too obscure maybe i don't know because it didn't catch there on did so it? many things by the way my latest purchase I just just uh, forgot all about it. Is uh, this fret controller, and this is really really cool because how do you put it on? Because it it allows you, and it comes with a, with a, with a, a program that you can um, you can change the curve and the ballistics and stuff. And so when I got it and I just connected it, it's a USB dongle. It's something tech something it's a swedish make it's it's right. not cheap um so initially without the controller program i i was finding myself really you know getting uh purple <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have blowing and, too and, hard blowing too hard and then uh, and then with the with the control software you can change the ballistics and the curve so I set it to like, so it starts at velocity 80 because you don't need it to be, it's, it's, un, it's not like a modulation wheel or a pedal because it goes back. It's more like a pitch band, if, if you will, because it goes back right. when you, you know, return value. Yeah. So, so I, I, it took me a while, but then I, I, I set it to, to 80. So it starts at 80 and then I gave it a, like a very long attack time and a very long release time. So it's very, very smooth. And then you just add kind of extra dynamics. It's not like riding the whole thing like you do with a pedal or a modulation, ah, wheel, okay. but you just kind of and it's very expressive and for for orchestral stuff i use a lot the i use the the museo thing um quite a lot these days which i really like um so you know talking about kind of bizarre it's not bizarre because yeah. you know we had it it's functional the We're breath control yeah but this is different because this this uh, kind of tube connects into a USB dongle and that's all it is. So, uh, right. so it's a different sensor. It's not like the DX7 one and all that. Um, it's very interesting. It's uh, oh, right. okay. for me, like I'm not a great, you know, I'm a guitarist and I, and I get by on keyboards and I, uh, I do a lot of the writing and producing on, on keyboards. Um, but to handle both that and the modulation wheel at the same time and a pedal at the same time is just too much but this is kind of more intuitive and yeah. it just just works um i'm kind of liking it a lot uh but it's all about tailoring the the sort of sensitivity and movement yeah, and the fact I that see you, what you mean 
change the release, the attack and the, re- the slope kind of and the, and the recovery okay, time. Or the it, time. It's interesting, isn't it? Uh, Brett, people swear by birth controllers who use them a lot. I'm guessing, Robin, you're having uh, kittens at the concept of maybe one of those on the reverb secondhand list won't be uh, top of your uh, top of your purchase <laughs> things. But the, the breath control, I mean, I know we've done a whole load of stuff with uh, uh, the Mogul Ensemble, which is Will Gregory's um, collection of musical uh, uh, musicians who play Bach and they've got mono synths and the, uh, uh, two or three of them are playing wind controllers and the, the expression that you get from breath I mean obviously they are talented players but as an individual imparting expression with the right ballistics is quite easy it's second it's second nature because we we breathe all the time we're quite good at it you know so in that case we've got a lot more I don't know I've never tried them but that sounds interesting I mean Paulie have you um have you had a chance to uh are you hankering after a um well they've called it a Moog Rothenberg but I'm not sure if that's what it is yeah. but it's the Rothenberg whatever it may be but anyway control controllers in general there's all sorts of um uh prototype moog stuff isn't there um yeah so i'm not massively into microtonal stuff and i think this one had something like 40 notes in an octave or something like that so this one possibly (laughs) wouldn't interest me as much as there are other lost instruments like there's a really early drum machine that um that robert moog made um which is massive and it's like connected to this like little controller it's really cool but the one that i'd like them to see re-release is the uh what's it called again the mogul lyra uh it was part of a it was part of a three-piece system and the taurus bass pedals and the apollo which became the polymode got released but there was this lovely lyra solo synth which had it looks similar to a mini Moog, but it had a touch sensitive keyboard. Um, and I think, you know, uh, it might be a good move for them to make something like that because their, uh, their target market would be very interested in something like that, I think. I'm just or trying like to find a picture this, of it. Lost see what... Moog. Yeah, it's called the Moog Constellation. The um, Yeah, it's part of a, it thing. looks yeah i'm trying to find i can't i can't see anything that uh, that works so that's quite. the one i'd like them to 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 I revisit you got something have you and also Does you know work? just just revisit the polymog in general um maybe in a more compact form especially those weird triple bandpass filtered vocal timbres you know Mm. I'd like to see that. Well, who knows? I mean, we're we're starting to see, we're we're going to be seeing a new era of Moog. I mean, maybe yes. we'll end up with some of this stuff coming back because it might be more that it might be easier to uh, to make in a cheaper form because they've got a sort of a bit more sure. of a, a streamlined manufacture process and a, a sort of yeah. uh, you know a larger a larger parts buying side. But I don't know. I wonder. I, you know, the I mean, playing keyboards is hard enough. I mean, I think ultimately you they're probably going to be focusing on things that are more have more appeal rather than less and yeah. niche appeal but yeah. i suppose you know you'd have to make it quite a big a, a big outlay to make it worth making i suppose and i suppose that's the, this probably one, the antithesis of where this rothenberg yeah. one yeah i don't i don't know if it'd be a massive seller um <laughs> pretty sure maybe in euro rack maybe if they got the sound generating part of it and put it in a weird euro rack uh, there we module. go. That's probably 
that could be the answer. Maybe, and but, then you but know that's why. the bit we, could... we never heard. That's the bit we we have no idea what that bit is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like a drone sort of switch, rubbish, and, you know. Yeah, it might. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Well, it, it launched work. a documentary, so uh, obviously, yeah. But uh, yeah, an interesting <laughs> one. It's a sort. Of, um, okay, right. Well, I think we're. Oh my gosh, we're now at five o'clock already. That's amazing. So let me just let me see what else we've got. Um, uh, yeah, gosh, I was going to do. I was what I was going to. I was going to sort of suggest we plough through some of the backlog of uh, QQ questions. But I think actually what I might do is save that for the first show of next year. Try and clear a bit of the backlog. I mean, I know we try. Yeah. I did try and uh, do um, get through some of them. So if you've got any more, because some of them are, have gone by the by and maybe are not so pertinent now top topic wise but if you've got any questions that you'd like to leave um I'll, I'll set the show up for next the next show which will be on the 3rd of january i believe and uh, if you leave a comment in that that the, the uh, comments for that show before it goes live those qq um questions will come through and we'll we'll maybe just do a kind of qq special which sounds like um i don't know sounds all right Sounds like it might be fun, uh, but because there's not, I don't know. There's usually quite somebody releases something between Christmas and New Year, don't they? But it's uh, I can't remember yeah. what it was last year. I remember, I, I remember. I don't know about you, Robin. I get I get really disgruntled if I, you know if you're a music tech journalist and people start releasing stuff between bloody Christmas and New Year. It means you've got to go back to work, and it's like I don't want to. I don't want to do that. It's time. There off. is a bit of that. Stop it. I mean, we do have we do have Nam back in its usual place because I remember oh, a yeah. few years We're going. ago. I, I would be creeping around in forums sort of between Christmas and New Year trying to tease out some kind of leak. And there was some, it was before the Korg prophecy, Korg, no, Korg prologue. That's right. That was being yeah. hinted at in some obscure um, podcast I was listening to. And so I felt very, very clever in writing that up before New Year, you know. So there is the potential of some, some early January leaky leakage. <laughs> yeah, although yeah, um, early January uh, yeah. leakage. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think in the same in the same phrase as prologue. I don't know if I like the sound of that too much, but the um, I think I think the thing about Nam this year is uh, last year was less synthesizing. Um, it's going to be yeah, yeah. probably the same again this year. There is, however, I believe, going to be an event held not far away on Saturday, which we're aiming to go and cover. So that we'll mm. maybe fulfil some or more of or all uh, more of the synthesised synthesizer focused news from around that period. So we, we are planning on going. We're doing our thing. Um, flights are booked. Hotels booked. All of that stuff's on the cards, uh, and it will. There will be stuff there definitely. But um, I think uh, Yamaha, I know, are there. I don't know about Korg or Roland. They weren't there last time, so it's not no great mm. shape. But there's a lot of people, perhaps not, um, but we'll find out as time goes by. If you go and check mm. the NAM floor plan, um, don't believe everything you read <laughs> because I've gone through that. I've gone, oh, you're going to be there then. I'll, uh, are you interested in us coming to see you? And we're not going there. Why is it? Why? Yeah, so th there's a little bit of kind of, everything's <laughs> all right over here. It's fine. We've got a full, all the halls are full. I'm, I, so we'll see. We'll fine. see how it goes yeah exactly so i think we might uh, we might we might we might bring things to an end here so you can all head off and um have a bit of eggnog or whatever it is that you do at christmas or uh, or yeah i think i'm gonna go home and have a mince pie i did buy some uh, deep filled mince pies from uh, littles on the way home uh, the other day so there might still be one or two left and they won't have gone off uh, this is from this year obviously <laughs> last year um so robin what you got is this mm. it are you done or have you got any more output before the big day I have to fiddle a few bits in. I'm, I'm writing a retrospect of the Akai um, Wolf series at the moment, 
for for someone, oh. which is which has been fun. It's been fun the last couple of days delving into that old chestnut. So uh, <laughs> I've got to finish, got to bloody finish it before uh, before I pack it in. Uh, but I've also Ooh, have got, you got to any headlines. Our... Have you got any headlines yet? <laughs> no. The Wolf of Wall got Street. To... <laughs> There's got to be some kind of. There's got to be some kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I do I have know. to fix our downstairs bathroom though before all the family arrives. So I have that oh, yeah. as well. So you know, little things. Ah, oh, well, little things. Nice. Well, have a lovely break, and uh, we look forward yeah, to seeing you too. on the other side. And Yoad, are you? You're, well, as you say, you're, I could see that your fingers are itching to alt tab back into whatever mix you're probably working mm -hmm. on. Have you had yeah, some inspiration working, while we've um, been talking? I'm working tomorrow and Friday, and then I have a week off for a change. Yeah. Yeah, how good. Which well, is I'm, nice. to hear I'm, it. I'm probably going to, you know, play my guitars and synths and stuff anyway. So it's nearly as, much, you know, just very not, similar yeah. to what I do every day. Maybe less mixing. Just, but, uh, yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy it. I mean, that's great. That's because you can. I think I was thinking I might yeah, do the exactly. same. I I, think that, you know, I, they say that when you when you like what you do, you don't work a day in your life or something, or when something like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm very, I feel very lucky that it applies to to me. Nice. Yeah, no, that's nice. a fair point. We've got a Phantom Seven that turned up here, uh, which turned up quite late. It was supposed to be here about a month ago, so I was sort of said I'd have a look at some of the synths inside the new update, which is no longer really new. It's probably actually been updated since they I agreed to have a look mm -hmm. at it. But uh, so I might come in over the over the week and just sort of noodle around a bit. But it's it's a seven octave one. It's a big, heavy old thing. And Paulie, of course, you're getting ready for. Uh, it's it's not your first. Full family Christmas, is it? I, your 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 um, we, your child was the, born. The baby was. Last, yeah, the baby was time. about two, three months old last time. Ah, okay. But I think so. this is the first Christmas they'll be slightly more aware of, you know, things. And yeah, not sleeping. It'll probably be quite magical. Yeah. Ah, uh, I do hope so. But yeah, that sounds lovely. It should be quite nice. Um, yeah, but and of course, don't... everyone, if you are around. Um, in about an hour's time, please pop onto the Magical Synth Adventure channel for my first ever stream ever on my own, which is going to hopefully go okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm in the driver's yeah, seat now. It could all go terribly, <laughs> but there we go. Yeah, you'll be well, great. Oh, you just... It'll go how you want it to go, rather than how yes. I want it to go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, have have a lovely time, uh, and 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 don't forget, uh, Paulie's written a great um, article on the five synths of Christmas, which is some uh, some obscure uh, Christmas synthy Christmas tunes, which you probably yeah, may yeah. have heard. Some of them are great. Well, that's the challenge. Some of them are great. Well, all of them are great. Some of them are less well known. I suppose <laughs> you could. I, yeah, definitely. It would be, but the, yeah. that headline five five rubbish Christmas synth Christmas tunes didn't quite have the same clickbait. Well, actually, that probably no. quite clickbait, wouldn't it? It would probably work. But anyway, right. so I I'll hope you will all terrible have, ones next time. <laughs> I hope you all have a lovely time, uh, a lovely Thanks. break, uh, whatever you celebrate, wherever you are, and uh, hopefully, if you're if you're working, you can uh, enjoy the uh, the downtime that 
no, there won't be anybody else around. Anyway, that was it for uh, this year. We'll be back, like I say, on the 3rd of January, uh, where we'll pull together some kind of a show um, from the lack of news, unless there's a whole lot of in-between. We'll see. Anyway, thank you very much. See you all next time. That was Sonic Talk 783. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye.